Welcome to the Let's Talk About Care podcast. From carehome.co.uk and homecare.co.uk, the leading reviews websites for care homes and home care. Hello, I'm Angeline Albert. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Let's Talk About Care. What's it like to live for more than 100 years on the planet? 106-year-old Frida Hodgson knows only too well. She is one of nine people who have celebrated their 100th birthday at Whiteley Village. Whiteley Village is run by a charity and offers care and support to its residents, who live on average five years longer than members of the general population. I spoke to Frida and fellow resident Dorothy Gaylor, as well as care staff. Here's what Frida and others at Whiteley Village had to say. Frida, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. How are you feeling? Old. <laughs> How old do you feel? How old do I feel? About 200. <laughs> what do you like about living here? Well, it's got nice views. Mm-hmm. And there's always arrangements of things for us to do at every dull moment. What kind of activities do you like doing? I go to play bingo, mm-hmm. so I do that. We have a residence tea party, which I think is a must. Looking back at your life, you were presented to King George V and Queen Mary as a, a deputant at 16. Can you tell me about that time when you met the King and Queen? Yes, for King George and Queen Mary, as far back as that. You were not allowed to look at them. You first came in a Daimler. It had to be a Daimler car, but we hadn't a Daimler, we had something else. But so we had to have one just for the evening. Outside Buckingham Palace, we had to wait there. It must have been about oh, 80 girls being presented. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to anybody. We were heads down. Queen Mary was very good at names, remembering people. She took a good look at me and said, You look very charming, my dear. I had a lovely dress, satin, deep satin, cream. And I had to wear three feathers in my hair. Did you say anything to Queen Mary? I just thank you very much, Mum. You went to Zimbabwe. I'd done a lot of travelling after I'd left school. When I eventually married somebody I met in Rhodesia, as it was then, and when my father aged very young, 44, I think, he died on holiday in France with his new wife. He died from pneumonia. Couldn't inherit because I was a girl. If I'd been a boy, I would have inherited a castle. But I didn't care because it was drafty, very big, in southern Rhodesia. I fell in love with a Roman Catholic. But when my family heard, sent me to school in Switzerland, thinking I'd forget about him, but I never did. The man that you married? In, in Rhodesia. And can you tell me about your life in Rhodesia uh, after your marriage? Well, we had a lot of fun, but also we had a terrorist war. We uh, couldn't get out of Rhodesia. Was your husband a farmer? Did he have land? When my husband retired, he was in the police. We began looking for somewhere to live. We found a farmhouse on a hundred acres, a river running through, and that was ideal. Richard, my son, and other people had thousands of acres. How many years did you live in Zimbabwe? 26 years. You returned to Britain with just one pound to your name? You must have been very sad to leave uh, the country. We weren't allowed to take pets. We weren't allowed to take anything. 
No money, our accounts were closed. We only had what money we had in our purses. We were allowed one suitcase of clothes each. That's all. So that's how we got a Heathrow. Why do you think you've lived so long? Is it good diet, genes? No. My family says because I'm stubborn. <laughs> Did you ever want to live this long? I never thought about it, really. And one day I woke up and I was 100, but I was over here in the nursing home. You've seen so many things in your life, technological change. You've lived through wars, television, internet. Is there anything that really shocks you? And is there anything you still quite can't believe has happened? Yes, there were all the time people being killed and being thrown out of their farms. In Zimbabwe? Yes, Zimbabwe. Do you think the world is a better place now than 50 years ago? I don't know really because there are other atrocities on there. My eldest daughter was killed in a plane. It's difficult because terrorists would have bullets that went through two walls. So you went safe in a bedroom and you had to go further on. So we used to pull up mattresses, everyone on the passage, and you used to have to sleep like that every night. I would say try and get back to England if you possibly can. Bullets flying, you in fear of your life. You hung on to your farm the last possible moment. Richard, I was staying with him when four terrorists came over armed in a car and gave him so long to get out, 24 hours. He said, I can't possibly, I've got so much stuff on the farm, machinery, animals. He said, it's quite impossible. They said, well, we'll give you a one-way ticket to England. Meaning, of course, he can never come back. I remember him coming back and saying, come on, Chuck, we're going to pack up and move. We'll find somewhere to live. This is your son, Richard. What do you like about living here at Whiteley Village? Peace and quiet. How do you feel about being the oldest person living here? Oh, I think it's wonderful to live so long. Everybody's friendly towards me. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for your time, Frida. Oh, thank you for coming. I am with Dorothy Gaylor, who is 101 years old. I also have her daughter here, Sandy Harriman, yes, Sandy. Uh, who is uh, 76, who's moved into Whiteley Village. So, Dorothy, can you tell me, what do you like about living here? Well, the beautiful surroundings. And how long have you lived here? Nearly three years. I suffer with the chest. I get out of breath. Even talking, I get out of breath. And that's not easy. Why do you think you've lived so long? It's amazing that I've lived so long because I've suffered with asthma all my life and I've always been wheezy, never drunk, I've never smoked. I've always cooked for myself. Mm hmm Fresh fruit food. Just good, clean living, I suppose. <laughs> A message for us all. Um, <laughs> do you do any particular activities here at the home? Any light exercise? Not anymore. I, I'd go down to bingo. So much has changed in your lifetime. Is there anything that you've been most surprised about in terms of modern life? Just take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would end up in a home like this, mm -hmm. which is marvellous. And to have my daughter 
on the doorstep is another bonus. Sandy, 76 years old, when did you move into the village? I moved in nearly four years ago. I was here first. (laughs) And why did you decide to move into the village? Because I was living in Gosport and my mother lived in Guildford. She was still living in her house. And I I sort of realised that she was going to need my help more. I knew the village because mother's goddaughter lives here. Mum and I had been here several times to visit her. So I knew what a beautiful village it was. So I thought, oh, yes, I'll move here because it's not far from Guildford and I can get to see mum quite easily. And then mum got really really ill mm-hmm. in hospital and then they said one day they suddenly said oh she can come out now I said my mum's nearly 99 mm. lives on her own has no carers I said I've got to arrange care for her now and then I asked them um, at Whiteleaf if she could come in for respite care and give me a chance you know to get things sorted I did and three weeks I said okay all ready for you to go home not ready to go home four weeks still not ready to go home <laughs> <laughs> and then she suddenly turned around and said I've come to a decision I don't want to go home she wanted to stay here at least it was mum's decision totally I don't think you've regretted it have you oh no never regretted it the whole ethos of the home established for the aged poor over a hundred years ago now yes yeah You have been volunteering a lot. I I sort of help where I can. Tell me about the friendship group. Last week, there was 24 of us. We went to the Turkish restaurant Mm -hmm. in Walton and we all had a great time, especially the men with the belly dancers. (laughs) Just not as villagers that live in the cottages. It's arranging all sorts of different outings. There's over 20 different clubs and societies that people can join here. (laughs) You wouldn't have time if you joined everyone. Have you had a chance to talk to many of the hundred-year-olds that live in the village? Some of them, they don't, not very talkative. I have a son. He wanted to come and see me today, but I put him off. And we're very grateful. Looking back at your life... What is the message you would give to young people? People of today wouldn't like my life because it was a quiet life, really. I mean, these young things of today, I mean, they're old at 14, out boozing. I mean, we didn't have anything like that. Mine was a quiet life. Any particular jobs that you did in the past, perhaps during the war? Helped other people with their children. There's so much that you've you've lived through. So, for example, when the television sets first arrived, what did you think about this? Wonderful. Colour television. What did you think about the moon landing? Astronauts landing on the moon. Oh, yes, I saw that. Um, My husband woke me up to come down because it was quite late at night, wasn't it? It's unbelievable, really. All these modern techniques that I can't cope with. I lost my father in the war. He was died two days after I was born, but he was a prisoner of war in a camp in Germany. So he never saw me, and of course I never saw him. I mean, it was poor family. It wasn't. There was not much money at all. Air raids were a bit of a problem. Didn't like them. We uh, had one or two 
small bombs quite near us mm-hmm. lost a, a young couple across the road it was very sad and it must have taken quite a toll not knowing who was going to survive who wasn't no. when these raids were happening but you know one soon forgets once it's over i got my husband back and we were lucky it must have been wonderful for him to come back alive well yes Thank you very much, Dorothy, 101 years old, and also Sandy, mother and daughter at Whiteley Village. Thank we're, you. We're both very, very lucky here. <laughs> well, that's some of the members of the 100 Year Olds Club, as I call it. I'm here now with Dr. Alison Armstrong, who has telephoned me about what happens here at the village. She is the Director of Community and Foundation at Whiteley Village. Incredible achievement to have so many people living such a long life. Tell me about the research that you've carried out in relation to longevity. Okay, thank you, Angelina. It's a pleasure to be with you. We, we have got here a village that was um, first opened, first took residence in, in 1917. Um, so we've got 100 years worth of knowledge and experience of caring for older people. So some of the things that we've got here that we think are very important that contribute to people's quality of life and a high standard of um, well-being, which we feel is very much linked to longevity. So some of those things, for example, are that we have a strong community spirit. Um, we're a somewhat standalone village in that we have uh, 260 cottages where people are largely living independently. Uh, we have um, extra care apartments and we have residential and nursing care. So we can help to support people throughout their entire retirement. But this is all in the context of also including village services, for example, a shop and a post office and a library, um, a bus service, a village hall and a clubhouse and a couple of cafes. So what this does is it, it takes it to more than just providing housing, we're actually providing an entire community. Some of the things that residents have told us in terms of why they think people live longer here, they feel safe. And that for a community of people who are of limited means, is it, for anybody it's important, but it's harder to achieve in general society if you don't have financial resources and uh, the residents we have living here um, generally don't have uh, those financial resources. So they talk to us about feeling safe, they feel secure, um, they know where to go for help and support. Um, we have over 220 acres of land, of which only a small proportion of that is actually built on. So we have woodlands and we have fields. And people talk to us about the access to uh, to nature and to open spaces as being important for their their sense of well-being. Okay. So in terms of the research that you conducted in 2017 at City University, Yes, so we were fortunate to be sitting on 100 years' worth of data about our residents, and so we handed that over to Cass Business School. And it was fairly basic data in terms of a resident's gender, their date of birth, what age they were when they moved into the village, 
and their date of death. So they compared our data against national databases that showed that people who've lived at Whiteley Village have a higher probability of living longer. For example, the cohort of women who entered Whiteley Village between 1960 and 1969, they lived almost five years longer than would be expected if they hadn't been at Whiteley Village. So comparing to the low socioeconomic group in the general population. So that actually took their longevity to be equivalent to those in the very highest socioeconomic grouping. And what we showed with that particular cohort, we could overturn that. We, people had just as much chance of living as long as those in the highest socioeconomic group. Wow, five years longer, amazing. Because I understand that you have a bit of a waiting list, is that correct? Yes, we do have a waiting list. So the criteria in terms of the finances is fairly similar to the criteria for social housing generally. So we ask that people only apply if they have less than a certain amount of uh, financial assets. Um, so that's the kind of main financial criteria. But so how much is that, that in terms of um, the certain less than the certain amount of financial assets? The rates that social services would allocate for mm -hmm. um, a, a, applying for social housing. Okay. But the other really critical criteria is regarding um, current housing need. We have an increasing number of people who apply who are classed as homeless. They might not be living on the streets, but they might be sofa surfing, for example, uh, living with friends or relations, sleeping on sofas because they have no actual home of their own. Right. And obviously, as a charity, we are here to want to help and support those who are most vulnerable. So we will take people in who are currently classed as homeless uh, whenever we can because obviously that's a very significant and very immediate need that they have. So how long is your waiting list? We certainly have over a hundred on the waiting list. It does vary and some people have been on the waiting list for some years. And wow. We do have a long waiting list and we would ideally love to be able to help many more people. We have the land to be able to help more people. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just that we can't get planning permission to build more property, so that's a, a bit of a headache for us. Was it in July that the um, Eliza Palmer Hub was opened, the 30-bed care home? Yes, so that was opened in, in June and we were absolutely delighted to have this new care facility. Um, it's one of the challenges of running a very old estate is that we had a, a very large building, we still have a very large building that was built as the original hospital back in the, uh, around 1915, um, and it's a listed building, but so we built a whole new care facility, but we're incredibly proud of the achievements of our staff. I'm joined now by Maria Luisa Balagasa, who is a care worker, a senior carer. You look after Frida as well. It must be a lot of 
pressure on you, responsibility, knowing she's 106 years old? No, it's not a, a really a pressure. If you do things well, you things you like to do, you, you're happy to do it, you know. And um, back home, I'm a midwife. And back home, Philippines. Philippines, yes. I'm a midwife. And I came from Spain as well, working as a nanny. And then I came here seven years now. So I came here because I like I like this job. I just love doing care of people, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you do like, there's no pressure. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter. With so many 100-year-olds here, it's, it's a wonderful testament to the care. The fact is that maybe it's the food they eat and then the care. That's why they live longer and then the, the way, the environment as well. It must be very sad if your resident dies. Yeah, it's very sad. Because you're used to them. We look after them. And then if it's their end of life, it's so sad. But what we can do, we just look after them, free from pain, and make them comfortable. It's like make them happy, you know, and Mm -hmm. make them blooming (laughs) like flower, (laughs) like we did with Frida. I like our residents to be presentable. Frida at 106, she looked great, didn't she? So you did a fantastic job there. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) As a care worker, if you just do our job sincerely, honestly, in proper way, showing them what they want to wear, making them do what they can, like washing their face, if they can wash their face, doing things for themselves, even if they can't walk, but they can do some things for themselves. Mm -hmm. So we are allowing them to do them by themselves. Yes. If they can. There's many things you could think that they can't do, but then you never make them feel like they can't do it. So you always are highlighting what they can do. I think this is the best place to age. You do. And the best place to work (laughs) because I love this job. It has been a great experience coming to Whiteley Village in Walton-on-Thames to talk to some of the residents in the informal 100-year-olds club. They have nine people living in the village who are 100 years old or older. In fact, one of the residents celebrated their 100th birthday on the 18th of December. So happy birthday to them. I wonder how many of us will be able to recount our lives at the age of 100 years. Whiteley Village is able to take on people who have limited financial means. Provide a home for the elderly poor. Now, it may be that you start off rich, like Frida, but then find yourself falling on hard times. There should be more places where the elderly poor can go, places where they know they will be cared for, supported, and they'll feel part of a community. If you would like to share your comments about this episode, you can email podcast at carehome.co.uk or search carehome.co.uk on Facebook or tweet at carehome underscore co underscore UK. Thanks for listening. The Let's Talk About Care podcast.